Today is Tuesday, August the 8th, 2023, and welcome to episode 20 of Farm Wife Sexy Life with the Candy Couple. My name is Julia, and myself and my husband Aaron are a small homestead family in rural Southwest Virginia that work every single day on being more self-reliant, less dependent on outside sources. And Farm Wife Sexy Life is an offshoot of our other podcast Rural Reliance where Erin and I get together and we talk about homesteading issues, frugality, how we combine our frugal lifestyle with homesteading and how we're building our our homestead and building the life we want to live and how we're taking those steps to do that to get debt free and everything else um, that goes along with that. And today I want to talk about something that's kind of a part of that and it is how we save money um, with a child and how we keep her costs minimal in today's world. Um, cost of living, I know, is on everybody's mind. It probably keeps a lot of people up at night. I know sometimes it could keep me up at night, um, just in general, because it doesn't seem like normal everyday people are the ones that are getting the breaks. It feels like the people who are working the hardest are the ones who are hit the hardest by the cost of just trying to survive in this world. And we're trying to do the right thing. We're trying to have, you know, kids that are good, hardworking members of society. But sometimes we worry, are we going to make enough money to feed them? Am I going to have enough put away for this winter so I don't have to rely on the grocery store? Um, it's probably the big kicker for Aaron and I when we started homesteading. We decided to have a child and everything happened in 2020. It really pushed us to really develop our homestead and to really learn how to be much more self-sufficient. It was always a goal. It was always a dream. But for some reason, it just sort of a, a button flipped um, something just really switched for us at that time frame. And once we had Isabel, it just became my priority to put away food and make sure we have the food we need um, as much as I can that's feasible and as much as my family needs to get us through winter, spring, summer, and fall. And I know that general children can be expensive. A lot of people say your most expensive cost with kids is diapers, and that can be true sometimes. Um, I'm not going to lie about that, but a lot of advice around children and saving money always revolves around the cost of diapers and making your own baby food. And listen, I'm going to be honest with you. This ain't my world. (laughs) Um, I don't have time to cloth diaper my baby. And a lot of people will say, well, this is something you should make time for. I have to prioritize my time. I really do. And for me, adding cleaning diapers <laughs> to my day does not make sense. I also don't want to do it. I really just don't. So this was a choice Aaron and I had made. And we decided a better use of my time would be preserving food. Because I do work a 9 to 5. I do, I'm not just keeping up a home. <laughs> I'm also working to get our home debt free. So we don't have to rely on anybody else. And we have money in the bank. And we can um, do the things we want to do, live the lifestyle we want to get, and get to the lifestyle we want, we're dreaming about, we're so happy and excited to get to as fast as possible. So because of that, it kind of changes our perspective a bit. So we 
we really look at ways to save with a child a lot differently than a lot of people would. And I want to share those tricks for you because if you are cloth diapering, you are making your baby food, you're doing the basics. These will help save you money. <laughs> These will help save you money so much, especially if you're a first time mom. When I, I I'm, a, I'm a one and done mom. <laughs> we decided, um, I've talked about our struggle with that. Why, um, you know, having a child was really hard for, for us. And when we did get pregnant and we went through the birthing process, the birth was not easy for me. We both decided, we Aaron had been on the fence. Um, we had both decided after that that one child is enough for us. We didn't want to risk my health um, or the health of another child at that time. So we are a one and a family. But these tips will help anybody. Especially, I mean, I really do feel like this is, these are just such easy ways that you can shift your world. And not only is it going to save you money with a child, it's going to create less anxiety, less stress in your life because it just makes your life so much simpler. It really does. Um, when you're not stressing about all the stuff you have to stress about with a kid. So my number one thing is... <laughs> You're going to raise a child with a minimalist mindset. And I'm not a minimalist. I don't like a minimalist <laughs> minimalism. It's not for me. I like to have the things that I need when I need them. I don't like to struggle and fight and think like, oh, wait, where is that thing that I needed that I should have never gotten rid of? Um, but a lot of people live that lifestyle. They really enjoy it and kudos to them. I think that's fantastic. And I have really looked at this for how I'm raising Isabel. If you watch TikTok, see social media, all of this stuff, you see toys abound. Go into people's houses, friends, family members, anybody, and you see so much kid stuff. It's insane. Aaron and I decided we were not going to have a whole bunch of this stuff in the house. We were really gonna keep this down. I really keep it down to a minimum of items that she needed to play with. If you're having to do toy rotation and you're doing like five or six totes, you've got too many toys in your house unless you have like 15 kids. Um, two children, you shouldn't have six to eight to 10 totes in the house. And I understand there could be age difference, but you should really only be rotating between like one tote of toys. So, or I would give you two at the most. <laughs> if you're wanting to create less stress in your life. I will say the toys Isabel has. She has, she has several. She has a lot. Um, we have a big basket. That basket's full of toys in her room. And then she has some in another room in the house in the living room. And she plays with those toys so hard. And she loves them so much. Because she doesn't have as much other stuff to distract her and she gets so much enjoyment out of just a little cloth book that we got for her. She's been playing with these things since she started playing with toys. <laughs> so the things that she plays with, like we start adding in a little bit more, taking some things away. We kind of try to rotate between them. Every couple of months I'll pull out another box of plus and toys she hasn't seen. And I can tell you the enjoyment she gets is so much more 
than if she had everything in there with her or her room was jam-packed with toys. And she has room to run around and play. Her room is not so full of stuff that it's more of a danger for her. She actually has room to play in her room, which is what she's supposed to do is play. She's supposed to enjoy the space. And I, it might take us five minutes, might take us five minutes, probably closer to like two to pick up everything and be done with it and get it all in the basket because it's where it goes. It all goes into the cloth basket, sets in the corner of the room and we're done. That's all we have to do. Um, other items to look at sim simplifying your life, that minimalist mindset, I would say, you know, reduce the number of sippy cups you have, have one type. I will say we have a lot, we have several sippy cups. We have six to seven, but she rotates through them. And not only that, they, um, the way she chews on the, on the tip, cause we use a straw one they have kind of almost broken off a time or two. Now, we've not had that in a while. We've had it once or twice, or they stop working and they're no longer leak-proof. And those go in the trash. Eight bucks, get three. They're easy to replace, and they last, they last a decent time for as rough as she is with them. I mean, she throws these things. When she's ready for a refill, she throws it, lets us know, or when she's done, I think her favorite thing to do with her dad is to take the bottle and throw it at him. Um, but it, it really, it really saves us from having to deal with five or six different sippy cups as we go through everything. So we have the one type that we use and we use it everywhere. We take one when we go out. I mean, just having the one type, the, the lids can go on any of the bottles. The straws can go in any of the tops. I'm not having to say, well, does this one match this one? Does this one match this one? No, they all work together. And it makes my life so much easier because it's something I'm not having to deal with. We have a one option versus six or seven. We did this with bottles. I used Dr. Brown's. I had some short ones and I had some tall ones. Um, that's all we had. That was it. I did not have any other bottles that we used. Um, she started off with those smaller nipples for a preemie in the slow, low flow um, from the hospital. Those worked out really well for her and they fit the bottles well. And that's really kind of what we stuck with the entire time until she was ready for the sippy cups. We try, have tried other sippy cups, they've not worked. This is the one that does work, it's sort of the one we've stuck with. So we've really stopped the options for her. We tried the pacifiers. Once we had to move her up to the next size, she was done, she didn't want it anymore. So that was something we didn't have to purchase. Um, clothing and um, we really don't I, I keep her full of one dresser I have like three to three drawers in that dresser I rotate her clothes between I have one drawer for going out one drawer for daytime clothes and one drawer for her nighttime clothes and we kind of just rotate those as she grows out of them and I have boxes in her closet for clothing that's too small next size up and then the next size up. So we're constantly keeping everything um, very minimal for her at this point because they grow up and they grow so fast that if you have boxes and boxes or two dressers in a closet full of clothes, they're not gonna go through them all. They're really not. And you're not gonna get the use out of them that you think you're going to. 
with this, I would say simplicity is always the best. Now, I know everybody dreams and wants their kid in those really, really cute clothes because they have so many options out there now. But in all honesty, day to day, does that make sense? Does it really make sense? Um, I do sleepers, <laughs> especially in the wintertime. In the wintertime, we have daytime sleepers and nighttime sleepers. In the wintertime, she wears daytime sleepers. Um, in the summertime, we wear a onesie. It works. Or a jumpsuit. Something like that that's really easy for me to change her diaper, clean her up, put on in the morning. And things that just make my life a little bit easier. And she's comfortable. She's clothed. She can't take off her diaper or anything like that. Not itching her. Not bothering her. And it's not something that is super complicated to pull on and pull off. It's just very easy. And that's really what we like. Because if, say... We do have a diaper that blows out or we have a mess. Well, I want to make sure I could clean that mess up quickly and get her into something else. I don't want a super complicated outfit that's going to make it harder for me to get her dressed. So, especially when we're home, we keep it super simple. And even when we go out, <laughs> again, I like jumpsuits in the summer. I like the really cute little ones. One piece, you have the snaps at the bottom. In the winter time, I like I, I do like a winter jumpsuit. I like just the very basics. And I would also say layers. Layers are so important. So thinner pieces that you could wear for longer periods of time um, and cooler periods of time just so you have those options. That's what you're doing. You're creating options with smaller amounts of stuff. You're building yourself um, a wardrobe for your child that gives you more ability to actually do more for them than having huge bulking sweaters to take up a whole drawer that you might wear you know one month out of the year versus having like a sweater and a couple turtlenecks to kind of shift through and help supplement um with that i would also say with you know with clothing like sleep sacks and things like that we actually get them um again we kind of get them a little to something she can grow into because Isabel's a little smaller so I try to get things that she can grow into and things that are going to be easy for us to wear so if we do need them we have them because we do live out in the middle of a mountain on top of a mountain and when it snows we always have a chance of losing power well because of that we want to make sure she can stay warm because she's two years old blanket just isn't a practical option <laughs> in their bed so we do like a sleeping bag sleep sack that you know she can move her legs in it actually has legs in it and feet so she can stay warm and comfortable but still have the freedom she needs this was a really good option for us i had done a lot of research on that but we've always kept it really simple she doesn't have like 10 of those <laughs> she has um, a lighter weight one and then she has a heavier weight one in case we have a really bad cold spell she can wear the heavy weight one um, but most of the time if she needs one the lightweight one will be sufficient I would also say with this by used if you can um, I will tell you that the 50% off sales are at the kids consignment uh, pop-ups those are amazing we've hit several of them we have and I don't buy for right now. I'm always buying at minimum one size up to the next size up. And it always works out really well. If you have a friend you you know who has a kid who's like a year older 
or two years older. See if they have some clothes you can buy. I mean, don't just ask for them. If they're willing to give them to you, fantastic, take it. But see if you could purchase them from them um, at a reasonable price. Maybe you can get them. They don't have to try to do the consignment thing, which is a nightmare. Um, if you think about it on, on the parents end, it's a lot of work to get them on the hangers and priced out and everything. See if you have that option actually purchased direct from them. Um, we're very fortunate. We have a friend, Erin does, and we get a lot of clothes. Her, her little girl's a year older. And she and Isabel tend to fall exactly the same um, size at the year. So we've been very fortunate to have gotten a lot of those hand-me-downs. They've been very good, very practical, worked out super well for us. And, you know, we, we just really appreciate the help. So absolutely, don't, you know, use is always a good option, especially since kids don't wear them that often. <laughs> It, it, you know, most of the time kids have so many clothes and they're not cycling through or they might wear like two or three things. But a lot of times it could be brand new that you they've never worn. Ever. So it doesn't hurt to get used. It's absolutely fine. I know, and even if you're going to buy you new, I would buy end of the season sales for the next year. Um, we did this. We got Christmas PJs for Isabel for this year. Super cheap. They were like 90% off. Um, we got her a couple of outfits that were next to nothing. Brand new. Never been worn anything. But because we're buying ahead and we're not buying for right now, we're actually able to save a lot more money. We know she's going to keep growing. We know she's going to get bigger. We know that right now, or you know, when we purchased that, she was maybe like in... Yeah, 8 to 12 month range so by the next time it's going to be you know around the 24 month range the 18 to 24 month range so we we know sort of what weight and size they're going to be they might be a little bit bigger they might be a little bit smaller but those clothes depending on where you get them you can get different sizes i will say certain brands run smaller and other brands tend to run bigger Carters, and this is also something you need to know, especially if you're buying used, um, and you need to know that for your child. Carters run small. Carters, it, Carters were the first thing that we were, we grew out of. So Carters run small. Um, gran, gran, granable, I'm not sure. I know I'm mispronouncing that. So please beg my pardon. Um, they run a little bit bigger. Gerber runs a little bit bigger. Um, Old Navy has some. They, you know, we don't shop there, but they were gifted to us. They run a little bit bigger. Isabel was able to stay in the same size of those for much longer than she was the Carters at the same size. So just kind of know the companies and kind of look at those sizes along the way too, because that's kind of going to help you gauge where your child is, especially if you're a new mom and you don't have a good stockpile of baby clothes set aside. Because you know, if we're a new mom, you don't have that. You're you're kind of starting from scratch. So it does help to know those things because it is important to know, wait, well, she's still 12 months old. Why does this Carter's not fit her? Well, it's because Carter's run small. <laughs> they, they run really small compared to some of the others. I have noticed as she's gotten bigger, the Carter's don't run as small as they did when she was smaller. And I really wonder if that is by design. 
because during that first year, everybody's like, oh, look at the cute baby. Let's dress up the cute baby. And they're more willing to spend, you know, money on the baby that you hold and make sure they look super cute. And they run through clothes because they're spitting up on you all the time. So I really think that's probably by design. But I have noticed as she's gotten older, they do tend to be a little bit bigger and they, she can wear them a little longer. But it, that's a good thing to know about when you start buying used. Um, especially first time mom. I wish somebody would have told me this size runs, the, this brand runs smaller. This brand, they're going to be able to wear a little bit longer. This brand, they're going to be able to wear quite a bit longer. Um, my last tip, and this is one I feel like is so underutilized. And one I've never really heard very often on, well, I don't know if I've heard it you know, with child saving tips. Buy things that grow with them. So you might pay a little bit more up front, but in the end, you're actually going to end up saving money because it makes so much more sense. So think of things like bathtubs, high chairs, bouncers, toys. Get items that have multiple uses and multiple stages at your child's life. And that's throughout their entire childhood. Like, don't just buy the infant bathtub, the baby just came out of the womb bathtub size. You're going to spend 30 to 50 bucks on that. Okay. I bought one that went up to a toddler for 35 Um, It had the basket in it so she could lay in it. So it was made to grow with her as she got bigger it was made to grow with her and this is actually something that we're not getting rid of we're keeping this this is part of our preps because it's a great size tub it works really well especially if you don't have access to like um like the water goes out you don't have access to a shower you can use this to kind of help wash your hair because it's a really good size tub and use that water for other things so it's a great size and it's something we're keeping but if I would have bought like the big flower thing you put in the sink, I would have ended up having to buy a bathtub anyways. Now I do know a lot of people do wash in the sink. I'm really glad we got the little tub. It was a lot easier for us. It was a lot more manageable, um, especially if she started to get bigger and more playful. Car seats is another one, especially when you move past the infant car seat. Uh, make sure you're getting the one that will convert to a booster seat up to 100 pounds. They make those. And they might be just a little bit more expensive. But my God, when you look at the cost between getting one of those and then getting a booster seat, it, you're, you're saving money. You're absolutely saving money. And not only that, hit the next Prime Day. Absolutely hit the next Prime Day. Because you can get those on sale. Um, we have picked one out knew we had to get it we were getting really close to it and because i had already done my research i had picked it out we were actually able to get ours for a really good price about half of what we would have paid for well actually less more than half of what we would have paid for if we would have bought it a regular price because i had the forethought to go ahead and search and find what i was looking for pick it out and then purchase you know we were able to purchase it at a much better price you can also look at those um use sales um, for things like strollers. I know they do car seats as well. Um, this is where I would tell you to look at the dates, the manufacturer dates, because you don't want something that's super old. 
Um, so make sure you're checking those. It, it's really your comfort level, which you're comfortable using. For us, we, um, because of what we were doing, um, and, and when we would go, most of that stuff was already gone because we wouldn't go until it was a 50% off day. Um, and a lot of that stuff is bought really early on. And bouncers, the other one. You see so many bouncers and those really expensive ones that does the rocking for you and all that. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're really nice. They look super nice. And I would love a human, like a, like a big person sized one. But wouldn't it be nice to be able to sit something and let it just sway you around? Um, kind of like a hammock that moves that you don't have to do the work for. But in all reality, how long is this child going to stay in it? Um, we actually opted for a bouncer that turned into a rocker. So when she gets out of the phase of trying to stand up on everything that we give her, um, we can actually give her this. And I think it goes up to like 45 or 50 pounds. We can give her this and she can have her own little rocking chair that's made for her size. And it's a nice, comfortable one. She spent a lot of time in it whenever she was little and she needed a place to lay and play with her little rabbit that was on it. She she had a lot of fun with it. It will get more use out of it when she gets a little bit bigger. High chair, I it, it really depends on your situation. I kind of wish I would have went with one that went in a chair, but we do have a booster seat to go in a chair, and that's what we'll be going with um, here later. But high chair, you there's so many options out there in the market. That's that's the thing. There's so many options, it's almost overwhelming. And if you don't know that there are things out there that are going to grow with your child, you're not going to think to look for that. You're just going to look to think, oh, here's what. Here's what TikTok's telling me I need for my baby. They're telling me I need this stuff right now. Or they're saying I don't need this stuff. What you really need to do is look at look at your family. Look at your needs and determine, does this really make sense? I spoke with um, somebody, a friend, and they said, yeah, I'm having to clean out the closet to put all this stuff, stuff away. The baby just turned like three or four months old. And they're already packing up stuff for this kid to put it away. <laughs> I was like, why? He's like, well, they've outgrown it. I'm thinking, I, I didn't have anything that Isabel had outgrown by that point. But like a few uh, clothes. Clothes, that was it. And most of it was the preemie clothes because she was so little. Most of what... I mean, we were packing away was, you know, the basics. It wasn't like her bathtub or anything like that. It was just the the little things that you expect them to grow out of so quickly. It just seems crazy to me that you're having to make room in your closet for all this other stuff when you could have just bought one item instead of two or three that does everything you need it to do for several years. Um... You might have had to pay a little bit more money, but in all reality, it's usually not. If you really look, it's usually not. They have so, again, they have so many options out there. It's almost overwhelming. Well, it is overwhelming. Um, this will definitely help save you money and time. And these are going to save you, you know, the amount of stress and anxiety, especially if you're feeling stress and anxiety over stuff. 
if you're feeling stress and anxiety over having so much stuff, having to deal with so much, you're already a mom. That itself is stressful. It's already a high pressure, <laughs> low pay, <laughs> low, um, that's what's the word, <laughs> low thanks job <laughs> that you have. Now we're going to add managing all the other stuff that comes with being a mom to a child who wants to play with toys and throw stuff and needs high, high chairs and car seats and all this stuff they need to live a life. I mean, you're adding so much onto it. This will help save you anxiety because you're going to have to worry about it. It's like, wait, wait, I don't need to worry about this. I've already got this taken care of. I bought a bathtub that when I take this little thing out, she can sit here and be as pretty as could be. And look, she's just fine. See, Aaron didn't realize that when I was picking out a lot of these things. He just thought I was just getting things for when she was little. But then when I would convert it, he would be like, wait a second. And then I convert it and he'd be like, well, wait, it's still growing with her? Because I was very calculated and how we were getting things and how we were spending our money and making sure we were making the most bang for our buck and also saving space and room in our home. That was important. It was also saving me anxiety because I didn't have to deal with all this other stuff. So just something to think about. This is all food for thought. And if you have any ideas, tips, ways you save money with a kid, beyond cloth diapers, beyond making your own baby food. Let me know in the comments down below. Um, one of the other things I will say is um, to also look at, if you do cloth diaper, get the ones that grow with them. So even though I don't cloth diaper, I do have them just in case we need them. And we will use those as her overnight um, underwear whenever she starts potty training. And because of that, we did get the ones that will grow with her. So they're like little snaps. They have them in different places. So as they get bigger, you can snap them in a different place and they actually become bigger pair, bigger diapers. So you can save a little bit of money that way. So it just, you know, again, food for thought. But I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And I'm so thankful for you for joining me where we talk about why being the farm wife is a sexy life. Where we talk about saving money, issues that ladies face on the homestead, how we kind of manage it all and somewhat keep our sanity. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder. And um, I hope you'll continue to join me. And if you have any comments, questions, any ideas, anything you want to hear, please feel free to reach out to reach out to me at thecannycouple at yahoo.com. And as always, thank you for joining me on Farm Wise Sexy Life, where we work hard, live simple, and enjoy life. Thank you, and have a great day.